Welcome to the GMAT Strategy Podcast. You're here because you believe there's a better way to study for the GMAT, and so do I. I created the GMAT Strategy to maximize your results and minimize your efforts so you can get to the fun parts about business school and life as quickly as possible. My name is Isaac Puglia, and I've been teaching GMAT classes and tutoring privately for the GMAT for over six years, and I personally have achieved a 99th percentile score on an official GMAT exam and helped hundreds of students get into the business schools of their choice. I'm excited to be a part of your MBA journey since I think the world can benefit from the best possible business leaders that we can find. And if this show is bringing you value, please share it with your friends and family who are studying for the GMAT so that together we can make this process as easy and painless for as many people as we possibly can. Let's go. Today, let's talk about what to do if you're currently unemployed and therefore will have a gap in your resume when you're applying to business school within the next year to several years. Now, this advice goes for general gaps in your resume, even if you are working right now, that you need to address, and also other potential deficiencies in your application. A lot of folks are not working right now or working at a reduced rate, so I've gotten this question recently, and I think it's an excellent question, and I think it's worthy of some discussion. Um, Quickly, some folks are working more than ever right now, and if you're in that position and you're struggling to study, then definitely check out the episode from two weeks ago when I gave quite a bit of study advice for when you're quarantined and having trouble focusing. But today's episode is going to be for folks with a lot more time on their hands than they normally have. Now, quick caveat, admissions are not my personal specialty, but I can answer this question broadly. If you want more specific info that's tailored to your scenario, your goals, and the specific schools that you're applying to, then I'd recommend going to MBA Mission's website, which is mbamission.com, and I'll put a link to their website in the description of this podcast that you can click and actually get a free 30-minute consultation with them, which is really, really awesome that they do that for everybody. If you do go that route, just do me a solid and let them know that you heard about them through the GMAT strategy, and I would appreciate that. So getting into this, the first thing that you want to do if you're currently not working or if you have a gap in your resume and your employment when you're applying to business school is make sure that you address the gap, that you actually talk about it at some point in the admission cycle. So don't just say nothing about it or hope that they won't notice. That reflects poorly on you, and keep in mind, it's their job to notice things like that. And at very competitive schools, almost every candidate they see is going to be amazing and compelling, and they're often looking reason, looking for reasons to get rid of you, and you don't want them filling in these gaps for you with potentially negative things. Instead, you want to take this time and you want to turn it into, the, into a strength by controlling the narrative, t- telling the story on your own terms to the admissions committee, and they will appreciate that because you're doing the hard work of filling in those gaps for them. It's usually best to do this in what's called the optional essay, although the structure of your business school application may be slightly different and there may be other places that you want to address this stuff, but you want to plan to address it and think about how you're going to tell your story in a compelling way. Doing this shows that you're introspective, that you can learn from setbacks, and that you have a clarity of vision even when the specifics of achieving that vision might change or not go the way that you necessarily thought they were going to go, which are all very compelling leadership qualities. Again, you don't want to make the adcom guess at what you were doing. Now, the best thing you can do is if you're currently not working, 
you want to use this time to the maximum effect that you possibly can. And I'll give some advice on that in a moment. And you want to be honest about what you were doing and why you were doing it. A lot of people have a fear that calling attention to this kind of thing will actually hurt them in the admissions process. But just like addressing things like a low GPA or a low test score or maybe why your direct supervisor is not writing your letter of recommendation, if you just kind of let that sit there in the eyes of the admissions committee, they might give you the benefit of the doubt, but they might think, okay, your GPA was low the first couple years of your undergraduate degree because you weren't trying that hard, and then you decided you were going to invest, and then your grades went up. Maybe that's the case, but maybe the reason your grades were low the first couple years of college is because you had a side job or you had a couple internships that helped you realize that the industry you were targeting wasn't right for you. And then now you have this extra clarity about why business school is right for you, or maybe even why this specific business school you're applying to is right for you. So that's just one example of how you could take something that might look bad and turn it into something good. Now, of course, you want to tell the truth, but it allows you to shape the truth in a compelling way. The main things that you're looking to demonstrate in a business school application is, uh, excuse me, are career progression, that's the first thing, and then a track record of some type of achievement. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have zero setbacks, it, it just means you find a way to reach your goals either in spite of those setbacks or leverage those setbacks to your advantage. And there are many, many ways that you can demonstrate progression and achievement even if you are not currently employed. And again, more specifics on that in a moment. But just to give this some weight so it's not just coming from me, here's a quote that I found from an adcom at Tuck Business School, which is at Dartmouth, quote, demonstrating resilience, optimism, and personal growth during a period of unemployment will be viewed positively by an admissions committee, end quote. So boom, there it is. First thing you want to do, if you have a lot of time right now, is recognize this is a great time to reflect on exactly what you want and the best way to get there. So you want to do some introspection, you want to think about this, and you want to answer some big questions like, why do you really want to go to business school? Can you answer that question succinctly and compellingly? Like, could you give me the elevator pitch on why you want to go to B-School? And second, what can you do now? It's time to start brainstorming some ideas that show that you're putting those desires into actions that demonstrate that desire. You'll be able to talk about them in an optional essay and make a compelling case as to why this period of unemployment actually makes you a better candidate. It's probably worth saying that more than any, basically any other time in history, maybe outside of 2008, I haven't fact-checked the unemployment numbers there worldwide, but this is going to be an application cycle where a lot of people are going to be not working for a relatively long time. And so this is your opportunity to stand out from the crowd by doing things that push you forward and then talking about those things in a compelling way. So that brings us to some specific things that you can do that are consistent with your goals for business school and beyond. Now, ideally, you come up with your own vision such as let's say you want to pivot from consulting into management and you want to leverage your technology experience in consulting, well, now would be a great time to either get an unpaid internship, leveraging your skills for another business, maybe a paid part-time position, or possibly just networking with some managers at technology companies who can give you the inside track and help shape your thinking around what you should be doing 
and why you should be doing that now to prepare you for ultimate success in business school and beyond. Because a lot of what's going to drive your admission to business school is what your vision is for after business school. What do you really want to be doing? Because a lot of admissions committees, they don't view the MBA as an exploratory degree like a lot of students end up viewing it. They view it as a career accelerator. So you want to show you have some momentum in the direction that you can explain and that you're going to be able to leverage the school's resources in a way that ultimately makes them look good because you're a thriving alumnus and you are basically a brand ambassador for their school. It's a good way to think about it. What can you do to enhance their brand? Couple things to think about here because I got a question this week and someone said, you know, what, what can I do right now if I'm not employed? I'm struggling to come up with the best way to address this situation and approach it. Now, normally, you would want to do some traveling if that is aligned with your goals. Now, perhaps, obviously, that's extremely unwise to do now, and I am not recommending that you do that, but there are ways around this. For example, if you want to learn about another culture, now is a great time to read as much press as you possibly can about that culture and the business culture in that part of the world or in other parts of the world that you can see yourself working in. There's going to be a lot of free material out there. It's a great time to beef up your language skills if that needs some work. And you can also do things like digital traveling using something as simple as Google Maps to roam the streets or the downtown area and try to get a, a bit of a feel and a vibe for what it might be like there, how people dress, how many people are out at 10 o'clock in the morning versus 3 p.m. And there's actually an interesting app called Google Arts and Culture that is kind of just gonna get your hopefully get your wheels turning about how you might be able to explore digitally in certain places this is more of a an app you can do like museum tours on and stuff like that remotely but there are bound to be different ways that you can interact remotely with cultures maybe even getting on message boards discussion forums and networking with people who are in that culture so that when the world opens up eventually, you have some contacts that you can talk to in Japan when you get there or that you can talk to in Malaysia when you get there, whatever the case may be. This is also a great time to start a business or maybe a side business or maybe just take a class on how to start businesses or read books on how to start side businesses and maybe develop a side skill like data analytics or real estate investing or something like that. There's actually a lot of free classes online, and there are a lot of social media pundits telling everybody to start side businesses right now, and they have a lot of vested interest in that, and that's fine. If, if that's compelling to you, I'll be another person who would recommend doing that. But if that's not your thing, it's, it's an option, and you might want to think about, well, if I'm not ready to do that or I don't feel that I have the capital to do that, can I at least take some steps toward doing that? For example, if part of your goal after business school is to become an entrepreneur or expand your entrepreneurial endeavors, now would be a great time to start learning about the industries you want to work in and maybe start some pilot programs or just start giving away some freemium content or some free content and building an email list, something like that, or building a social following. There are always ways that you can make progress without having to reach the ultimate goal in one step or in several days. Next piece of advice would be network as much as possible. I already kind of touched on this in the last two recommendations. In fact, I talked about this a few weeks ago when I was talking about studying on quarantine, but talk to other people. What industry do you want to be in? Are you currently in the industry you're in? Now would be a great time to talk to people and strengthen those connections that you already have. 
If you want to go to a different industry, now would be a great time to contact someone you know in your industry who can connect you with someone you don't yet know. If you have a lot of time on your hands, chances are other people do as well, and they probably would be happy to strengthen their network and help you out at the same time. And I think it's easier today than ever to do this remotely. So much of the digital world is set up to make digital communication streamlined. And it can be uncomfortable sometimes to cold email people. And yeah, you're probably not going to get a 100% response rate. But that one person out of 100 people that you direct message or that you add on LinkedIn who can give you that one insight that changes your life or puts you on the next level professionally forever, I think personally is worth it. Next would be spend time building your personal brand. You can publish LinkedIn posts on your discoveries as you're learning in a new industry and start maybe attracting the attention of other players in that space. You can start sharing articles from people who are authorities on a subject that you're passionate about or interested in exploring. And that's an especially good idea, I think, if you're not yet an expert yourself and you don't feel like you have an opinion. You can just start publishing things that you're interested in and asking for other people's opinion using the appropriate hashtag on social networks and just become part of the conversation so you can get a feel for the day-to-day -day and the types of people you're going to be interacting with and expand your network in whatever industry you want to be in. This is a great time to do that, especially if you're very outgoing and you're very extroverted and you're being forced to socially isolate right now. Next, I already mentioned this, but it's worth talking about a little bit more, which is get a digital internship. Leverage your skills for a company purely for experience and connections. Cold call people, cold email people, network your way into a meeting. Do a ton of research on a future employer. Let's say you know exactly where you want to work or the type of company you want to work for. You can stock them, stock that business on the internet. You can look at their team and you can figure out how your current skills might be able to either fix a future problem that you anticipate they'll have or fix a problem that they are currently facing. You can cold email people and just say, hey, I see you the CEO of XYZ company. What are some major problems you're dealing with? I'm a management consultant and my you know management team didn't do a good enough job to keep me employed right now. So I'm just looking for ways to support people who are in this industry that I eventually wanna grow into. Give me a problem and I bet I can solve it for you or I can connect you to someone who can solve it for you. Bringing value to people around you is fun, it's enjoyable, and ideally it's something you're excited about if you do want to stay in business and you want to progress in your career. And if you're not, if you're not excited about that industry or networking with people in it, maybe that's a good indicator that it's time to shift gears and maybe consider some other directions. That's something to think about. So this again just ties back into using this time to grow in one way, shape, or form. It may not end up be, be growing in the direction you wanted to or that you thought you were going to, but just being able to construct a compelling narrative with more clarity than when you were employed is going to help you get into business school and probably also help you be more fulfilled and have a better career experience once this situation is resolved. Now, some more tips on that. There are free, cheap classes online that you can do to build a skill. For example, there's a lot of free coding classes online. There's a lot of free classes or you can get relatively cheap trials where you can learn about Google Analytics or social media marketing or who knows, the, the list goes on. I mean, it, it could be anything. Learning how to give better PowerPoint presentations or take your Excel skills to the next level so when you get into business school, you can tutor your classmates who are struggling with that kind of stuff. You want to think about the things you enjoy doing 
that you would love to have the time to do when you are at work, but that you don't often have the opportunity to do at work because you're focused on other projects. Or maybe something that you really shine at at work that you're not currently getting paid for that you can use to help someone out and you never know how that favor is going to come back to you down the line. Now also, it's worth doing some research about effective presentation making and seeing if you can use that to pitch a future employer and just start that relationship. Yeah, maybe they're not gonna hire you today, but you can say, hey, look, I've got, really got my sights set on this business school and I'm really excited to learn these skills that I think are gonna contribute greatly to your organization. Just keep me in mind next time a position in this department pops up. Or in the next five years, if you're looking for someone as a director of sales, you know that's the level I wanna be on in five years. And it's okay if nothing comes out of that, but if you don't make that connect, you greatly reduce the likelihood that anything will come out of it, okay? So at least there's a shot if you open up the channel. And who knows, maybe they'll recommend you to their friend and say, well, we're not hiring for that position, uh, but my buddy just started a new business and here's your chance to get in on the ground floor with this company that's doing really exciting stuff and he can't pay you in cash right now, which sucks, but he can give you a bunch of equity. Are you interested? You know, And then you have options. Maybe it's not interesting to you, but in my opinion, having options is always a good thing. Next piece of advice, I've touched on this as well, which is, if nothing else, just read as much as you possibly can. Read until it hurts. Uh, read business classics like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, books like Good to Great. Um, there's a great free book on MBA Missions website, which I mentioned earlier in the podcast called The Start to Finish MBA Admission Guide. I recommended that in a previous episode. It's totally free. You can read about the admissions process, get a ton of information about that. There's a good book published by Manhattan Prep called Case Studies and Cocktails, which is about what uh, a few Manhattan Prep instructors wished they had known before they went to business school. These are both folks who went to prestigious business schools and then reflecting after the fact, realized that they didn't know a lot of stuff that they wish they had known. I recommend that book. It's relatively inexpensive. And then also, if, if you're just really strapped for cash and you need as, much free, as many free resources as possible, check out leading blogs in, uh, in the GMAT space in addition to career spaces that you're interesting. Manhattan Prep's blog is amazing. I would strongly recommend that. I used that heavily when I was studying way back in the day. And also Target Test Prep's blog is pretty darn solid. Scott has a lot of stuff up there for you to check out that can really shape your thinking and really help you stay inspired with your GMAT studies. Again, you want to look for ways you can apply those skills as well, like an internship or volunteering for a nonprofit organization in your community, or maybe even remotely if that's not currently safe to do. And that is going to give you great fuel for the fire when we're talking about writing this optional essay, which is, hey, I lost my job, but check out all this stuff that I did that ended up being a huge blessing in disguise because I thought I wanted to do, do X, but now I want to do Y. And I think Tuck Business School would be a perfect fit because of your values relating to you know, X, Y, and Z. So the key here, as I just mentioned, is really just to continue your progress and build your skills and this is what business school is about at the end of the day. So you want to show that you're the type of person who wants to continue to progress and build your skills regardless of the situation that you're in. So you want to show that even, even though maybe your employer was not prepared for a, t a situation like this, you are the type of person who is. And if you're not currently that type of person, now would be a great time to change and become that type of person who's extremely resilient and faces change with confidence uh, even if there's a lot of uncertainty. 
Now, maybe this goes without saying, but I, I definitely recommend double down, doubling down on your GMAT studies, even if it's hard to do. If, if you're really struggling with that, again, check out the episode from two weeks ago where I gave some study tips on that. And feel free to reach out to me if you have other questions about those topics. You can find me at the GMAT strategy on Instagram and slash the GMAT strategy on Reddit. Now, in terms of study, if you're really strapped for cash, you want to make the best use of resources that you do currently have right now. So the, the real question you want to ask yourself in your studies right now, if you don't feel like you can progress because of financial reasons or other reasons, you want to ask yourself, how well do I know the materials that I already have? If I have books from this provider, could I give a presentation on literally everything that is in those books and get paid for that presentation? Would it be on that level of understanding? Because if you don't know it that well, that means you can know it better. You can know it better. If your knowledge of the materials you currently have is not a 10 out of 10, now would be an awesome time to go back to that stuff and go through them a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time, and just double down on getting rock solid on what you already know. You'll probably get a lot more insights the second, third, fourth time through that set of materials than you might think. It's also a great time to revisit official guide problems that you've done, practice tests that you've done, do double, triple review of practice tests, and make sure that if you ever see a question that you've seen before or anything like that question that you've seen before, that you can knock it out quickly. If you think about the way that you've built speed in any skill in your entire life, it's probably through repeating the same stuff over and over and over again. And often what makes you a great improviser is you've developed the core skills to such a degree that it's easy for you to implement them in familiar situations, and that makes it easier for you to adapt them to unfamiliar situations. Now, as always, my greatest hope is that this content will make your studies as easy and as painless as they can possibly be. If you would like more tips and strategies for optimizing your performance on the GMAT and your studies for it, just head to my website, thegmatstrategy.com. You can click the link in the description of this podcast and check out my free video on how to achieve your dream GMAT score in half the normal time and with half the normal effort and save yourself a bunch of suffering. In the meantime, this is a weekly show, so please subscribe and stay positive and stay consistent with your studies. I'll talk to you soon.